0: and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. Matthew. Uh, Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me.
1: I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes
0: rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you. And I know it's because you care. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner.
1: Hello there, and a huge welcome to this week's episode of Gina Gardner and Friends. I'm joined today by A.G. Fletcher, who is a fantasy and thriller author. He's passionate about diversity and inclusivity, and today we're going to be talking about self-awareness and the human spirit. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining me today.
2: Thank you, Gina. I'm happy to be here.
1: Now, tell us, how on earth did you get into writing uh, fantasy stories?
2: Uh, That's a good question. I've been asked that many times, not just in interviews, but by all people, and really, it's, it was me trying to create a healthy, creative outlet for my mother's passing. And um, I didn't know how to, I guess, uh, how to tether creativity and reality with some kind of, I guess, contingency and tangible, um, uh, I guess, tools to work through my grief. That's how it started, but over time, it evolved into something deeper and a bit more uh, inclusive of all people that deal with things differently.
0: How
1: old were you when your mum passed, if you don't mind me asking?
2: I was quite um, emotionally unstable. I made a lot of mistakes. I I was very cloudy in my mentality, and I didn't know, you know... (laughs) how to deal with my emotion. I didn't, I didn't, it's not that I was numbing myself or trying to distance myself from emotion or, or, uh, or trauma. It's more like I was trying so hard to do it myself and, and was not including others in the conversation and my own, um, I guess, self-destruction in a way without knowing that I was doing that, that I just, I had to really go through all of my mistakes in order to see how I can not just better improve myself, but how I can deal with trauma in a better way and create new tools external from myself.
1: You know, there are so many people listening to this who will have been through grief in one form or another. It's one of those things that at some point, all of us have to deal with the, the loss of somebody that you care about. And I think for so many people, there is that sense that grief ought to be a particular shape. You know, it ought to be this way. And people will say, well, you ought to be over it by now, or, you know, get on Mm -hmm. with your life and stop looking backwards. But I think what I'd like to say to people who are out there and who are going through grief is that everybody's different and that there are no rules other than you have to do your best and put your best foot forward. And you've found a very creative way of doing that. Why do you think fantasy and thriller rather than perhaps a different genre?
2: Well, to be honest, fantasy and thriller is what I'm focusing on now, but it will evolve into more themes as I try to be more and more well rounded rounded and diverse with what i cover in my in my books because fantasy and thriller as a start is more how can i say getting to the core and the heart of trauma where we always create these vivid images in our head whether it's while we're sleeping and we're dreaming or mm-hmm. while we're just daydreaming but once we have some kind of sense of why we create uh, self traps uh, through trauma, Mm -hmm. it evolves into something bigger, meaning we start to really reach out to people to not just better ourselves, but uh, I guess diversify the different tools uh, that we want to continue to add to our toolbox. So fantasy and thriller for a start to me is me basically giving myself a good cry creatively. So what that means is I'm creating these extremely extreme (laughs) images so that I can take that artwork, whether it's for me or for others, and look past the bigger picture so that I can delve into either softer or just different tools and themes so that I can give more, not just to myself, but to my readers as well.
1: I'm interested in the connection between your fantasy and thriller and your being so uh, passionate about inclusivity and diversity. How do those two worlds match, or maybe they don't?
2: Um, no, they, they do. I, I When I say that diversity and inclusivity are important to me in fantasy and thriller, it's because most, <laughs> most books that are fantasy and thriller-based don't really uh, put that in the forefront. And the reason for that is because, generally speaking, when it comes to writing fantasy and thriller, that's not really the focus. Really, the focus in fantasy and thriller is the shock value. I do that, but having diversity and inclusivity gives it a human color. That's the connection is the human color between fantasy and diversity where, yes, I have these outlandish images, but I also have the human layer to it. So that's why I always make sure that diversity, diversity and inclusivity are in the forefront so that when readers are enjoying themselves in the adventurous part of the story, they still get that lesson of life and then how we look at humanity and our own spirits and that regardless of who you love in terms of sexual attraction and whatever race you are in terms of genetically speaking it doesn't matter because you're still human being as just a tiny component of who you are
1: ultimately it's skin deep isn't it The yeah. melatonin um, makes the difference. I'm, I'm not quite sure what makes the difference to one's hair, but but ultimately we are the same and yet each of us is unique. And I'm interested because if you look around the, room, the, the world, there is so much issue around people saying you're not the same as me, therefore I don't like yeah. you. Or, you're not the same as me, therefore I'm going yeah. to try and subjugate you. And I just wonder, you know, I think for me, when you look at uh, fiction, you can explore some of these incredibly tricky uh, themes and do it in a way that's safe, because you're not actually talking about, you know, your neighbor or the person that lives in the next country, but you're talking about something which has a safety within it, where you can explore um, and look at the, the rules, if you like, in a way where there's no judgment.
2: Yes, of course. I mean, to me, the the essence of storytelling is always about making a reader feel and think about something. It's not just to disassociate from reality. It's no. to, to uh, I don't know, find the truth within the lie of fiction, meaning you you try to understand what is it that isn't black and white that you haven't seen yet in yourself or in your environment i mean i've known so many people that are so traumatized from their their youth or even their just their past that they create such a distance not just from themselves and reality but also they latch on to the darkness they read in fiction or whatever you know crutch they use to to uh keep that distance and what's so toxic about that is that they know that there are tools available to them they could use yeah so in order in order to seek those tools you have to seek them voluntarily and not not everybody does that and and that's where If you're in an environment where that's the only kind of i guess community that's around you that's when you try to you know change course or pivot into another community because if you know that you want to improve and it's hard for you to do that where you are right now that's your uh your signal to to find the right people because you know you want to improve you know you want to do better And there's only so much that I can do as a writer to help you with that. And of course, I'm using this opportunity to share with people the tools that I have created for myself in my life and how I'm trying to translate that into my writing so that I can share that with the world. But it still comes down to what you do in life. I can help you as much as I can, but it's still your decision of how you go about your life and, I don't know, maybe understanding the core of... What scares you?
1: We're going to have to go to a short break now. There's a lot in what you say, and I want to explore how self-awareness is the key. Um, so don't go away. We're going to be looking at that in just a moment.
0: Hey. One hour pickup order. Got it. Thanks. We're out of ink and I have a big meeting today. And two boxes of twistlers. Yeah, for the team. The team. Yeah, team. Go team. Go team. Know what's better than overnight shipping? Free one hour pickup when you order online or on our app at Office Depot Office
1: Max. Welcome back. Before the break, we were um, AJ was talking about um, his experiences and how he's translated those into writing which can help other people. And he made a very, very powerful point before the break, that no matter what people offer you, whether it's the books that he's written or the the programs and courses and books that I've written or anybody has written or training courses, they are offering you something that can help you in your life, help you um, be better, do better. But ultimately, we can't do it for you. Nobody can do it for you. You've got to do it for yourself. And so what I'd like us to explore today is, is the importance of self-awareness and how that has such a positive or negative impact on on our, our human spirit and how we turn up as people and how whether we're successful or not. What's your view?
2: For self-awareness, It's it's something that I've always tried to I guess, master over time because I have such a emotional transparency about myself that to not be self-aware of myself is actually a physical disturbance to me. I, I can't not be self-aware because first off being self-aware, not only is it a powerful characteristic of the human condition, yeah, it's also, uh, something that shouldn't be neglected because when you neglect your self awareness, you are only exploring the surface of who you are. And by only maintaining a, a certain, uh, I guess, shell of who you are, you don't get to the core of what you're supposed to be doing with your life. And, and, you know, there are a lot of people out there that don't want to, they're, they're so, uh, I guess, um, content with working nine to five, regardless of whether they like their job or not, having an imbalance in work-life that survival is all they want, or all they think they need. And if if they're not happy, they'll use substance or really indulge in, I guess, uh, flavorless uh, entertainment. But The thing that's so important about self-awareness is that it really uh, allows you to create meaning in your life that you otherwise would have never um, had the voluntary need for. Because to have self-awareness is to create a unique value in yourself.
1: You know, one of the things that strikes me is this, and I've talked about it a lot on my show, is that for the most part, research shows that 95% of the time people are thinking unconsciously. It's habitual. They're, it doesn't cross their conscious mind at all. And as a result, they're very reactive rather than being proactive. Mm-hmm. I think being self-aware is incredibly important. But with it comes a caveat, because for many Certainly, in my experience, when people become self aware, many of them get caught in the sabotage of judgmental um, thoughts. You know, I'm no good, I'm not worthy, I'm this, I'm that, I'm the other. Rather than, I teach people to be the journalist of your own life. And it's something I was taught by my mentor, Ali Nicole, some time ago. And if you're talking about, you know, really good journalists, they look at the pattern of, Behavior, where people go, how people speak, how they dress, and so on. But they don't make a judgment. They report it Mm
0: -hmm.
2: without
1: judgment. I have to say, lots of journalists these days get caught up in the judgment and not too much of the fact. But I think when you can be self-aware without that judgment and just recognize if it's good and serving me and serving other people, I will keep it. If it's not, then I have the opportunity now I'm self aware to do something about it and to do things differently. But I think the danger for people is either they're completely oblivious and there is no self awareness, the next group are self aware but very self critical and they use self awareness as a a weapon to beat themselves with. But I believe what you're talking about, and certainly what I talk about as being self aware, is being absolutely honest about where you are, who you are, and how you're turning up. But at the same time, don't uh, use that as the springboard to become the better version of themselves.
2: Yes, of course, I agree. Um, There was something I was trying to, I guess, not paraphrase with the conversation I had uh, last weekend with uh, my best friend and his boyfriend. His boyfriend told me something that I didn't realize that I was doing to myself, which he said something about uh, we tend as human beings to think that uh, whatever darkness we have in our life, whether it's a job we don't like or something else, Mm -hmm. that we feel that we deserve it. As if if we are trying to punish ourselves because we feel that we don't deserve to, to be happy. And it's not that it's blatant that we feel that way. It's more that sometimes we're unaware of what we're doing to ourselves. And and in order to overcome that, we have to really literally say to ourselves out loud, I am worthy of my own value. And my value is way more than I think it is. And in order to capitalize on that, we have to change not just how we become decisive and what we decide to do with our life but to understand what will this decision do for me what will my uh new adaptation to life and version and perspective of my happiness do for me and how do i want to i don't know exercise that, that, that new perspective.
1: You know, I think so many people are sleepwalking. They don't recognize the patterns of their thinking, the patterns of their language, the patterns of their behavior. It's one of the things when I work with clients, it's very often I, it's recognizing those patterns and reflecting those back. And they come as quite a shock sometimes, but you listen to people's language And the language that we use about ourselves and about others in the world is a really good indicator of how aware we are about our own patterns and the meaning that we are making of those patterns. And, you know, what you say is is really powerful, but we do have the choice, each of us, to carry on being oblivious. I mean, that's one of the points of this sort of program is to give people um, an opportunity to think and to consider, examine their lives and thinking, am I sleepwalking? Am I self-aware? What are my patterns? And how are they impacting on my life? And you talked about somebody who perhaps didn't like their job. If you just feel you deserve to have a rubbish job, one that you don't like, you're going to behave very differently than if you discover you don't like the job and you think, well, actually I'm better than this, I deserve a job that I really enjoy. And I'm not making any judgment about what type of job, but just simply the judgment that people make about their job, whatever that might be.
2: Yeah, I mean, sorry. No, go ahead. There was this very interesting question that uh, my best friend's boyfriend asked me when he made that speech. He said, well, what nurtures your passion? Meaning, let's say uh, you're looking for a new career, but you already know what your passion is, but you're trying to create some kind of uh, way to feed yourself. Mm -hmm. You still have to ask that question. What nurtures my passion? As in, if I need to have a day job in order to continue to pursue uh, my passion while I'm feeding myself myself, how will this profession that I'm doing as a, as a secondary uh, function, uh, how does that feed and nurture what I'm trying to achieve in the future? And it, it, it's not always about work.
1: No, no we're a, just using a, that as an example, aren't
2: we? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just uh, work is part of life. And whether it's entrepreneurial or you're working for, for someone else, it still has to have that answer to your question that you should be asking yourself is how does this feed me spiritually speaking? And if it doesn't, you're either wasting your time being miserable or you feel that the circumstances of your life are so difficult that you have no choice, but to take whatever job you can find. Meaning you feel that the circumstances are so difficult that However I go about my decision-making throughout my life has to do with with survival rather than uh, true happiness. And that's very hard to achieve from the get-go, but it is something you can always work on whether you're trying to do it yourself or with the help of others.
1: We've got to go to a short break, but I want to unpack some of that when we come back. And we've got a very short time when we come back, so please don't go away. Um, We'll see you after the break.
0: When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles
2: into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body.
0: And nicotine. And nicotine the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control, and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth.
2: And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices
0: with appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
2: COVID-19 has been a really long and difficult fight. It's definitely taken a toll on all of us. Right now, new variants are a lot more contagious. and need to be taken seriously. Getting vaccinated and staying boosted is the best way to keep you protected from COVID-19 and help you stay out of the hospital.
0: Even if you got COVID before, it's important that you go get
2: your COVID booster.
0: COVID shots are safe.
2: Much safer than getting the virus. We
0: can all do our part. And get back to living. You can go to getvaccineanswers.org for more information.
1: Welcome back. You know, we were talking about the break um, around what feeds your, what feeds your, I talk about what feeds your soul, what feeds you spiritually and, and fills you up. And I think one of the challenges for people, if we were using the example of work, is that people are often in work and don't like it. Um, and that when that is so, they'll often focus on what they don't like rather than shifting their perspective to, OK, it's not my perfect job, but it allows me to live um, and to eat and to pay my rent and also gives me the freedom in my spare time that I can then do the things that I'm absolutely passionate about. And people often see it as I've got to do all one or all the other. My view is that you learn, if you learn to live with purpose, whatever you are doing, So if I'm doing a job that I don't particularly enjoy, well, how can I make this job be as enjoyable as possible? How can I take a pride in what I'm doing rather than focusing on the fact I don't like it? Because that can really shift the quality of the time that you spend in the job,
2: can't it? Of course. I mean, the thing that I realized over time is that uh, what you do around your passion really affects your your creativity and how you exercise that passion mm. because how we go about our day really affects our our future because we make decisions every day and and in order to to use those as uh, stepping stones to where we want to be in the future, we have to see it in that way as stepping stones, meaning however many small steps you take to where you want to go, it's still a step forward. You can't see it as microscopic or ineffective. You have to see it as some kind of progress and evolution in who you are. It, it's not just, oh, it's another day, another bill. It's another day, another, another opportunity. Yeah. Because by by doing the mundane, uh necessities that we have to in order to survive, it's more time for us to try and do something greater. It might not happen anytime soon. It might happen tomorrow. doesn't matter as long as you keep going.
1: You know, we're running out of time. So where can people find your books? Um, give us the titles of, of some of your books and where they can be found.
2: Boone and Jacques is my series, which has four books out so far. Saddleton Secret is the first one, and then The Brothers Odyssey, Saddleton Haunting, and then uh, Citrus Moonlight. I am working on the fifth and the final book, Sahon. They, they are all available on Amazon as a Kindle and paperback format. You can find me on social media at AG Fletcher for all, like it's all the same handle, for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and youtube
1: so look for um ag fletcher um and you'll find the books there it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show um we always invite our guests to choose from one of four projects run by b1g1 buy one give one which is an organization set up with projects around the world for businesses to give as part of what they do and our four projects at the moment are um clean water education health and the um, reforesting the environment. Which of those four projects would you like us to donate to on your behalf?
2: Reforesting.
1: Brilliant. So we will send a donation in your name um, before the end of the month. If you are listening to this, you can help other people simply by listening. We give free meals. Um, through the projects um, for the, based on the numbers of people who are listening so do please uh, spread the word and get other people to listen I'd love to hear from you uh, my email address is uh, Gina at Gina Gardner and Friends I'd love to know your story I'd love to know what you think about the show and if there are themes that you'd like us to um, to deliver please let me know you can find me on Linktree um, and i um, have a really good week be safe and i'll see you on the next show thanks very much
0: bye bye now thanks for listening to gina gardner and friends the show that helps you live a happier more successful and fulfilling life to learn more about gina gardner go to genuinely-u.com if you would like to work with gina or book her as a speaker email her at gina at genuinely-u.com